coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? What could possibly get worse from here? Get back to setting the ship on fire, would you? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I'd, I'd need to remind you that this podcast is is about finding that truth in there. And know? if you're yeah, I'm uh, knowingly putting lies in there, I just have no faith in yeah. this system. <laughs> Oil it, lube it. So, <laughs> so put a plug in it. Light it on fire. Yeah. It. You were fools in the skies. Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rob suckles and Jesus toast. The time that Kesha fucked a ghost. Welcome to another episode of Can You Believe It? Uh, the podcast that looks at paranormal things and asks you that question. Uh, my name is Matt Neal. I'm joined by eater of meat, breather of air, the Colonel. Howdy. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, I've been better. But let's not get into it. Okay, cool. All right, let's not. Uh, and I'm also joined by a fellow co-host, man who owns a fridge, Brady Jones. There you go. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh, now that the informal, uh, this informal pleasantries are out of the way. I forgot that it was audio. Yeah, yeah, you just nodded for a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I they hope I got the winking sound. They can't so. hear you nod. Uh, who is uh, this week's sponsor, Um, Very special uh, sponsor this week, actually. Um, it's from the um, the good people at, uh, at at Carlsberg Farms, and um, they've actually give, given me a statement here to read. I'll just um, I haven't rehearsed this, so I'll just shoot into it. Uh, here we go. Um, Mega lettuce X is the best fucking lettuce on the market today. It's packed with the essential vitamins, electrolytes, and growth hormones you need to kick life in the face. Uh, you don't eat a Mega Lettuce X, uh, you rip open a new mouth hole and shove it in. Um, and that's basically all, all, all they've given me here. I, <laughs> there's no information on it, on what the, the, the product is, but um, I'm assuming it's a really good lettuce. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Colonel. Let's uh, just let's dive into this dumpster fire. Uh, the Mary Celeste was a two-masted brigantine built in late 1860 and early 1861 from locally sourced timber at the shipyard of Joshua Dewis on the shores of the Bay of Fundy in Nova, Nova Scotia, Canada. Sounds like the start of like a Lord of the Rings film. In the, in the village of Spencer's Island, which was in actually the not, not an island. Bogdan and the... <laughs> in the Bay of Tears. Yeah. <laughs> Fundy. <laughs> Joshua Dewis was an honest and industrious man who had pulled together a collection of friends, family, and local businessmen to back and work in his shipbuilding venture. The Mary Celeste was the first ship his shipyard constructed. Originally named the Amazon, she was launched on May 18, 1861. She was 30 metres long, 25 metres wide, could carry 200 tonnes of, tar- of cargo. She was owned by a consortium that included Dewis and Robert McClellan, the Amazon's first captain on her maiden voyage in June 1861, so the following month after she was made. 
The journey was a mere 70 kilometers up the coast to five islands, which is not an island and let alone five islands, it's just a town. Uh, there the Amazon was to take on a load of timber bound for London. What a cop out. <laughs> Which bit? Five islands. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah. <laughs> However, after supervising the loading of the timber at Five Islands, Captain McClellan fell ill. The Amazon returned to Spencer's Island where McClellan died of pneumonia. So there we go. First voyage, 70Ks up the coast and back, and the first captain's died. You know what? Okay. Gen- generally, just, um, d- yeah, look... Uh, I don't know a great deal about um, about nautical um, mythology or folklore, but in mo- in most cases where somebody dies on a ship, that means that it's absolutely haunted from from that point on. <laughs> Just every uh, ship uh, where anyone certain, ever dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a spiritual that, well, champagne well, that's, bottle. That's what happened to the. the that's that's what happened <laughs> yes. to the Titanic. Um, I'm fairly certain. Um, so. Yeah, it's good, good start. Continue. Oh, we're cool. Continue. The, the, voyage to, the voyage to London resumed with John Nutting Parker as captain. For reasons Nutting couldn't recall, the Amazon stopped off... He doesn't remember Nutting. <laughs> well, that's, that's terrible. The Amazon stopped off at Eastport in Maine, USA, where it ran into a fish weir, tearing a gash in the side of the ship. Oh, who hasn't done that? Just... <laughs> Step out your front door yeah, on the way to work in the morning. Straight. Oh, bloody fish wheel! Who put a bloody fish wheel right here? <laughs> Actually, what is a fish wheel? Is it? Yeah. I was, I'm glad you is asked. Is it like a, tra- like a fish trap or something? Yeah, it's like a big, a large fish trap, yeah. like a large scale one. The fish come into an area and they close it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so just just to recount, we're two vo- two small journey so far we've had a captain die and we've ripped a hole inside the ship yeah. uh, while being repaired in the shipyards the Amazon caught fire because you use fire to repair ships which mm. when when they've got a hole you set it on fire and then then you go sailing because it's fixed right a couple, apparently a couple of days later after being repaired they set sail for London and delivered their cargo while leaving the Amazon ran into a brig in the Strait of Dover the brig sunk and the crew had to climb aboard the Amazon. After repairing the Amazon, it headed home. Okay, so it's basically just left America, gone to London, and in that time, it has the first captain's died, it's crashed into a fish weir, it's caught fire, and it's crashed into another ship in the Strait of Dover. Hey, Captain, do you, do you think we should continue the journey? <laughs> hey, I think we should, lad. What could possibly get worse from here? Get back to setting the ship on fire, would you? <laughs> <laughs> faster when you said we're going to sail tonight <laughs> I mean they were really I wanna... the curve in some respects but just <laughs> yeah. for the next two years the Amazon operated out of the West Indies it was painted by a French artist in November 1861 just like so the whole a... ship or no no we have a portrait a, a portrait of oh, the ship because yeah. Yeah, 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 that was a yeah. thing you would, you'd have this boat and it would do a journey and they would someone would paint a picture yeah of it. yeah of course oh, yeah, yeah. you've got to capture that Draw me like your French girls. Yes, draw me like your French boats. <laughs> draw me like your French frigates. And William Thompson took over as captain from Parker in 1863, and four years later, the Amazon was carrying a cargo of corn to Nova Scotia when it was caught in a storm and wrecked. The boat's insurers wouldn't pay for whatever a pay up for whatever reason, and the owners couldn't afford to repair her, so she was sold as a wreck. 
She was purchased by Alexander McBean, who in turn sold the wreck to a local Nova Scotian businessman, who in turn sold it to Richard W. Haynes of New York for the princely sum of $1,750 US. I haven't converted that, so that number is really meaning, meaningless. Mm-hmm. Haynes then sold it, then, sorry, Haynes then spent about $9,000 restoring the ship. Actually, that number's not so irrelevant because well, it actually gives you a context of. Yeah. They, so they bought a wreck and they spent roughly like seven times out of six times that amount of money just to do it up. Mm. It, it doesn't seem like a, 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 a very well thought out business venture, really. No, not really, no. Uh, Haynes appointed himself captain and in December 1868 registered, registered the Amazon under the new name of the Mary Celeste. I like it. Yeah. Better, better time. Yeah. I, 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 I. <laughs> Haynes then went bankrupt. The ship was seized by creditors. Over the next three years, the Mary Celeste changed hands numerous times. In 1872, she went underwent another renovation, this time to the tune of US $10,000. So someone bought it so a couple you've of years got like ago. So almost like a $30,000 ship. Mm, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. They paid bugger all for a wreck, and then they've just done it up again, and then they spent that amount again um, doing it up. You know, I heard how much you like fish weirs, so we put a whole new fish weir right through the back. It had two, it had two sails, now it has 30. You can fish weir while you fish weir. I'm talking about 24 inch cannon ports. The sound system in this ship is amazing. <laughs> She could now carry 280 tons of cargo. Uh, she was now largely owned by James H. Winchester and captained by Benjamin Spooner Briggs. Okay, just remember that. Name. I like his name. Is that, Benjamin, that, that's yeah. a strong name. I, I, I'd give my ship to well, a that, Briggs. That is a seafaring name. Yeah. The middle name's Spooner. I don't Spooner. think it's around enough now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's captained by Benjamin Spooner Briggs, who was also a part owner in the ship. Uh, many years later, Briggs's nephew would say the ship was misnamed and should have been called the Mary Diabless, Mary the She-Devil. Quote, For she brought disaster on every man that put his trust in her. Mm. But Benjamin Spooner Briggs was not a superstitious man. He didn't care about the run of bad luck the ship had endured prior to him taking the captaincy. He was a practical yet deeply religious man, and over 20 years at sea he'd heard it all, Mermaids, the Flying Dutchman, sea monsters, tales of bizarre deaths. But Briggs had no time for such tales and certainly didn't let the run of bad luck the Mary Celeste had experienced deter him from taking over as captain. Ah, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing in it. Mermaids, pa! He also had no time for the suggestion that his family was cursed. Two of Briggs's brothers, his sister, and an uncle had all died at sea. His well. That's that's. So this is just a fate orgy. It's a, well, yeah. I don't want to say it specifically, but yes, a fate orgy. Fate orgy. So we've got a potentially cursed ship and a potentially cursed captain. So, so two of his brothers, his sister and his uncle, all died at sea. His father, Captain Nathan Briggs, was the most experienced seaman of the family, and he had also died just two years earlier, uh, in 1870, in a freak accident. But he didn't die at sea, he died on land. Nathan was struck by lightning during a storm while standing in his front doorway of his home. Jeez. From the sea. Yeah. <laughs> from you the thought sea. you were safe! <laughs> yeah. I will find you! Neptune, motherfucker! 
I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. Fuck. Like, Sorry. wow. Like, you're just standing in your front door and you get struck down by a mm. fucking Zeus with a lightning bolt. You think bolt. you just conquered the ocean. <laughs> also, try not to go out soon. You a dead. bolt of lightning comes forth. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you, your family are dead. Your wife is dead. And you step outside and you're dead. Benjamin Spooner Briggs's sister-in-law had also recently died, not long after burying one of her children. Uh, it was no wonder the folk of Plymouth County, Massachusetts, were talking about the Briggs family as if a hex were upon them. Well, so just to recap, I think that's seven immediate family members have either just died recently or died at sea. I mean, it wasn't so uncommon then. Look, but they were for... living in a pretty un-OHS time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just rampant death. Yeah. Well, everything seems normal here. And, well, yeah, and you, your like life expectancy was only like forty to start with. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you live to forty-five, you're an old man. So on top of all that, and working in in jobs that are dangerous, like being at sea is dangerous now. Like, what's what's the what's yeah. the um, reality show? Like the world's dangerous, most dangerous catch, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's there in the title. So imagine how much more unsafe it was yeah. in 1870, 1872, we're, we're in the 1860s. And, I mean, we're talking at a time when the Kraken existed. <laughs> <laughs> As I we think know, Moby Dick was actually around at this time. Yeah, like, he like, was eating ships left, right and centre. This was probably his career year. But this, yeah, MVP. Yeah. Like, you know, the Kraken won it the year following, but... MVP with Moby Dick. 45 breaches. He was yes. he was going at a pretty good rate. <laughs> <laughs> triple double. He ate 8-12 triple doubles. <laughs> On the morning of October 9, 1872, Benjamin Spruner Briggs left Massachusetts for New York where he was to oversee the loading of the Mary Celeste for his maiden voyage as captain. He arrived the next day, met with his hand-picked crew of seven men, and watched as 1,701 barrels of denatured alcohol, aka methylated spirits, were loaded onto the ship. I was going to say, what is more unlucky than this guy just transporting, like, black cats, mirrors, standing ladders? (laughs) Right, lads, uh, load on all those cats, those black cats there. Uh, Could you put all the broken mirrors up the back there? And also, uh, could you pour all that spirit milk all over the deck there, over there? Thank you. Put it up next to the monkey paws. (laughs) But just as if nature is trying to one-up him as something highly flammable. <laughs> That's the, that is it. With, I want with, a really successful voyage, so I'm going to put all this flammable material on my back. <laughs> on a ship that doesn't have much of a history of catching on fire spontaneously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with Briggs were his, uh, his wife Sarah and his daughter Sophia, who turned two on October the 31st, so just a couple of days after this. Uh, they were at a company Briggs on the voyage to Genoa, Italy. Their school-aged son, Arthur, stayed behind with their family. Which... Because fuck Arthur. Because really. there's... Nobody likes him. He's there's like, always... No, there's always one person who believes your family's cursed. I'm not going on a boat across the ocean. Just yeah. going to stay home. Uh, what a sport sport. Might just watch the telly. Yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. 18, in 1872. <laughs> they had one channel then. Yeah. On the morning of November 5... Channel. And it was infomercials. Yeah, it wasn't even interesting. The sham world. That's right, that's right. That's 
Sham Wow! Songs of praise for like four hours. <laughs> on, the, oh. on the morning of November 5, the Mary Celeste left Pier 50 and moved into New York Harbour. The weather was stormy, so Briggs decided to wait for better conditions, anchoring off the ship off Staten Island. Smart. On November 7, the weather improved, and the Mary Celeste set out across the Atlantic. Uh, you know what? I'm actually feeling really... I don't know much, I don't know much about the uh, the Mary Celeste story, so I'm feeling really positive. I feel like, you know, they've had some hiccups, and now is the time for them to shine. You yeah. know, they, they, they go, they're sailing off into a better future. This is just a story about a ship that had a good day. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just... It's like the ship that could. Yeah. Redemption. That's tale. it, yeah. Redemption yeah. ship. All right, well, can you believe it? No, sorry. <laughs> On November 15, eight days after the Mary Celeste uh, departed, a Canadian brigantine called the De Gracia De Gracia. De, de, de what? De Gracia. I think it means grace. Of, grace of God, I think is what it means. De Gracia. De Gracia. Why don't you just go with the English translation? Because it's called this. That's, that's what what's does, written on the name of the this ship. This is his thing, man. Yeah, yeah. He the, likes to try to pronounce it. I was just saying there would be less of an accent on the... I'm sure... Like, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's, it's actually more of a joke because anyone that can actually speak the language that he's trying to pronounce is going, oh, no, 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 they've, no. They've, no. they've already turned off. They call it Le Mary Celeste. Le Mary Celeste. So, eight days after the Mary Celeste departed, a Canadian brigantine called the De Gracia departed New York for Gibraltar following a similar course. On Wednesday, December 4, 1872, shortly after 1pm, the De Gracia was halfway between the Azores and Portugal when it spotted a ship about six miles away, heading unsteadily toward them. Unsteadily? How, how, like, is... It's got, the, got a bit of the wobbles. Just okay. rocking wildly. <laughs> the ship's, I'm not even sure that that's a thing. The, the ship's sails were in disarray and it seemed to be listing. Ah, so yes. sails are in or, disarray or yawing. Listing. Listing is yes. like... Listing or yawing. It means you're on a... You're yeah, on a lean. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Jeez, mm. we're, we're digging right into the nautical terms here, Doc. I, I really oh, look, like the... Uh, we're getting into maritime law later, so yeah, fucking hang is, on to your hat. This is great. This is really... Really wish I went on that sailing trip now. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next couple of hours, the De Gracia drew nearer and attempted to hail the ship. They received no response. Through the telescope, they could see no one on deck. Hello! <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just donuts. Eventually, <laughs> Captain David Reed Morehouse ordered the launch of a rowboat to investigate. As the rowboat approached... The three main occupants could finally see the name on the ship. It was the Mary Celeste. There was no one on board. Mm. A couple of crew members from the De Gracia spent the next hour searching the Mary Celeste. Some sails were missing or in bad shape, and there was about 15 centimetres of water in the galley. But otherwise, the ship was in better condition than most vessels that crossed the Atlantic in those days. Mm. One of the ship's smaller boats was missing, as were the chronometer, sextant... The cargo list and the navigation book. And back, uh, back up, can, can we just... Um, <clears throat> what's the definition of a chronometer? I think it's a watch. <laughs> okay, a chronometer is a timepiece. Mm. So it's it's basically something to tell the time on a 
I guess, close to atomic scale. The sun's And and a sextant is like some kind of measuring device it's, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's that like a compass, uh, you know, like a mathematic compass. Like, isn't that a sextant? Mm. Kind it's of, not as hot as yeah. it sounds. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried happy. everything to make it hot. <laughs> I, was, I was very disappointed. Over the yeah. of that. It's like this or Oil it. Lube it. So, <laughs> so, put a plug in it. Light it on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Hot wax. Some of the hatches into the cargo hold were also opened. When they Open were, hatches! When they would usually be secured. Ooh, oh. Hello. And you know who likes to open hatches? Ghosts. Black, black cats? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there was some evidence it had recently weathered a storm, but the crew of the De Gracia could find no reason as to why an experienced crew with a woman and a two-year-old among them to abandon ship. Well, uh, I just want to stop you there. Um, at the risk of sounding sexist, um, I know that uh, in the past, having a woman on board was considered bad luck or something. Yeah, like I think that, that would. Or, I is think that, that like a pirate? Myth yeah, I think that predates this by about like two hundred years. So I, yeah, that that's a thing. It's like shooting an albatross was also bad luck, and that, like there was a whole bunch of things. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a yeah, massive yeah, list. Having, of a, on having a vagina on there apparently was like number one on it. Yeah. Mm. So they're thinking a long time ago. to just leave that big ship and then get on a small boat with the woman yes so that's what yeah. so they, they could find like they could perhaps. find no no reason as to why an experienced crew and a woman and a two year old would abandon ship especially as one of the Degrash's crew noted the Mary Celeste was in good enough shape a good enough state to sail around the world hmm. now some reports said that even there was even half eaten meals left on the table some reports but yeah but most of those not, let's not say not so credible. So, yeah. Yeah. but I mean, it's like what the eighteen hundreds, eighteen seventy, and half yeah. a meal, like, like 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 a meal when they you're were disgusting on back one of those well, ships yes. is like a fish or like yeah. you know a fucking a, a piece of bread. Yeah, like it's it's, it's, it's and, not. And oh, look at that bread. dust in the corner that yeah. obviously just left food. Oh, somebody's <laughs> left this whole meal of dust here. Oh, look at this. Oh, the delicious dust. You can't even put it in the dishwasher on the way out. Uh, <laughs> who would waste such a glorious dust? Oh, my stars. <laughs> spice too, spice dust it is. <laughs> Pepper and salt in there, a bit of oregano. <laughs> the De Gracia split its crew and brought both ships to Gibraltar, where the Mary Celeste became the subject of a bizarre kangaroo court as officials attempted to solve the mystery of what happened to the crew. This process was led by Frederick Solly Flood, described as, quote, an excitable, arrogant, and pompous bureaucrat, and a man who, quote, whose arrogance and pomposity were inversely proportional to his IQ. Oh, I like wow. it. If, if that's the way the history remembers you... It was probably like some kind of like journalist that had like an out to get him. It was like, I want you to know just how pompous this guy is. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Like triple double it up a, a bit here so you understand. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's uh, inversely proportional to your IQ. That's like one of that's a, you know sick eighteen seventies burn. Yeah. yeah. Oh! Oh! oh no, you did it! Oh, he'll be crying into his pantaloons tonight. <laughs> crying into his powdered wig. Yeah. 
Flood offered several theories as to what happened. His first was that the crew of the Mary Celeste had gotten into the cargo of alcohol and murdered Captain Briggs, his wife and child in a drunken fury. Alright, let's all get fucked up and fucking kill the captain! Kill the captain! Hey yo, with me! You know what you know what I like to do when I get really drunk? Oh what? Kill Captain. Kill Captains and yeah, their yeah. wives and their children. Or their wives, their children, their pen pals, their dogs, their cats, their birds. I'm just not welcome in a lot of pubs these days. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to point out the hole in that theory? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to allow well, it. Um, there's no visible crime scene, is there? Uh, well... Because no, no, when did, you say murdered, it mm. sounds like there's... You make a mess. Yeah, you're not it's throwing a, people yeah. overboard. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it didn't specify, but the, the key thing uh, was the fact that the alcohol was actually undrinkable. It's methylated spirits. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, well, I... It's not the first time I've soaked, you know, a part of my body. I mean, maybe in, in if you just can't spirits. handle the taste. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> I like to crystallise it and snort it. Smoke <laughs> it. That's just, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, and that, that theory also didn't explain where the survivors had ended up, like the ship's empty. So you, you've killed the captain and the, you know, whatever, you chuck them overboard. I think you've still, you've got control of the ship. Alright, lads, so the plan's complete, we've killed the captain. Everybody, now, everybody, let's all jump overboard. <laughs> End of the sea. Um, I didn't sign up for this, um, I, I, I don't think that's what I, I only signed up for killing the wife and child. Uh, uh, not for the jumping overboard. Uh, um, sorry, just just a question. Um, can we actually just not do that and go home? No, <laughs> no, we, no. Because we got a boat. <laughs> we'll get us home. No, 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 no. We all jump off the boat. That's the plan, right, lads? It just it sounds like full Mr. Burns in the casino. We'll take the spruce moose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but get that in. is a much smaller <laughs> ship. <laughs> get in. Flood's next theory was that Briggs and Captain Morehouse of the De Gratia had been in cahoots and that Briggs must have killed his crew, arranged for Morehouse to pick them up so he could then split the salvage reward on the Mary Celeste. But there were the- even belated suggestions that Briggs and Morehouse were friends and that had dined together the night before the Mary Celeste set sail. Well, that's mm. like, is there any evidence to back that, those theories up? Because that's kind of interesting. Right? Okay, so, all right. So he's on the ship with his wife and his child and seven crewmen and he, one dude is going to kill all seven crewmen. Yeah, no. Is he Steven, Steven, Steven Seagal? He could be Steven Seagal, man. Yeah, it's under siege, isn't it? I think he yeah. kills more than seven people in that film too, by the way. Yes, yes. And he was just the cook. Yeah. Like, he was just... <laughs> He wasn't even a captain. He was just a lowly cook who happened to be imagine, an ex-Navy Imagine how deep they're rolling with, like, the captain, the actual captain. Just actual guys who are doing ship-related things. And the humble cook is a badass, like Steven Seagal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Briggs is obviously an ex-Navy like SEAL, and he's just picking <laughs> off his crew one by one. <clears throat> That's obviously... Oh, you think you want to take over my ship? <laughs> I don't think you want to take over my ship, capiche? So does anyone want, anyone want to pick the hole in this this theory? Just tell us the hole. Okay, thank so, you. Uh, given that uh, Briggs was actually a part owner in the ship, he would have got paid more for delivering the cargo to Genoa than 
killing all the crew yeah, members, yeah. killing seven people and claiming the salvage rights on the ship. I mean, the sea okay. does crazy things yeah, to a yeah. man. It does do crazy things to a man. I think the answer is sea madness. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get so mad that you don't want women on the ship anymore and you only want men? Yeah. Mm. Flood's third and final theory was that Morehouse and his crew from the De Gratia had boarded the Mary Celeste and killed everyone on board. But there was not a single shred of evidence of this, and so the men were cleared and freed. Yeah. They obviously had CSI back then. Yeah. In bleach. Enhance! <laughs> Enhance! Now, largely because of the unfounded accusations of Flood, the mystery of the Mary Celeste stuck in the public consciousness. Fictionalised accounts began to appear, including one in January 1884 by a young doctor named Arthur Conan Doyle. Ah, yes, the author. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, of Sherlock Holmes is that's what he, that's the name. Yeah, cool. All right, good. Uh, now, a popular but unstamped, unsubstantiated theory, similar to floods, was that foul play took place. Captain Briggs's sword was found with suspicious red marks on it that looked like blood. Mm. Well, I mean, that's not going to be jam, is it? No, <laughs> they were found to be jam. They were found no, to be... No, 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 sorry, no. Several found... types of jam. They were found to be rust. My my brain just went <laughs> yes, to like... Yes, your face when I said they were jam, then they're just... Like, this is the most badass toast ever. Like, imagine this guy just like, you want some jam? Using, using your captain's <laughs> sword. Now I can kill you. <laughs> so we're all out of Vegemite. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're in a jam now. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's great. Uh, it was also suggested the Mary Celeste could have been the target of Riffian pirates. Riffian or Riffian pirates. Riffian? Because is Riffian. that different to Ruffian? Because no, no, it's, no, more, no, no it's, yeah. it's more extreme. This really, is, yeah. Riffian is more extreme yeah. than yeah. Ruffian. Capital R, even. So I, wow. Yeah, which when they were known to operate off the coast of Morocco at that time. Yeah, you got to watch out for the riffians. Riffians, you hear like this power metal on the horizon. <laughs> it's got the, power metal. <laughs> the Doof Warrior on guitar, the front, like Mad Max Fury Road. All right, Seattle. <laughs> well, the riffians, we're here to rock your shit tonight. <laughs> for our first song, we're gonna play. We're gonna take all your fucking shit. <laughs> mm, yes, and see the giveaway here was that the ship was not looted or ransacked in any way, so it obviously oh, really? was. It wasn't. Well, yeah, well, I mean, well, it's art. It's stuff. art, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Here are some other theories. I'm gonna. This is just a little mini. Can you believe it? In the middle of this, can you believe <clears throat> oh, it? Right? Okay. okay. Wow. So, so right, did, so did we get one. to answer this one too as well? Like, if, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the Mary Celeste was a victim of the Bermuda Triangle. Well, wasn't it in, like, way out? Yes. Despite the fact that Mary Celeste's last entry in its logbook putting them on the opposite side of the Atlantic, but some people draw the Bermuda Triangle, apparently, to just incorporate this. It just basically covers the whole of the Atlantic Ocean. What is, what is that? Yes, that is... <laughs> I, look, I, I didn't make that up. That's Well, look, I, I don't think that uh, any of us have the wherewithal to explain what is going on in, in the Bermuda Triangle. Or how so, it includes something that sees off the coast of Portugal. We're not triangle ge- uh, geologists, you know. We're, 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 triangle we're, we're, geologists. We're, 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 not, we're not drawing patterns. You can't land on fractions. You can't um, land on fractions. If, if I, anything, I, don't, I don't think we have the ability to explain what is going on in 
the Bermuda Triangle, if anything. I'm almost more scared because I thought I knew where it was. <laughs> and now, <laughs> to know that it can just be changed in... The mm. Bermuda Triangle is yeah. everywhere. <sighs> okay, next theory. The crew were plucked off the ship by some kind of sea monster, possibly a giant squid. Plucked. Um, yeah, or a giant bird. Sure, I'm happy to go. But I mean, that. that's not how squids eat. They don't like delicately grab things and. I, think I don't do. know, maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, he's got a napkin on, he's got like cutlery set out, he's got a little hand, like it actually had a fork. I'm gonna fucking dig a station in this ship. This is like, why, it's 10 people on board. Good evening, Mr. Squid, sir. Would you take a seat? Tonight we have a beautiful Mary Celeste smorgasbord for you tonight. Perhaps you'd like a two year old child to start. I I imagine squid eating is like tossing Megalettus X. <laughs> it's annoying there's a fucking beak involved. Yeah, yeah. Some, somehow you're there's, extremely caffeinated. There's lots of arms waving around shoving things into yeah. said, said man. But you know, that's, that's 10 insane. people on board. That's, you know, okay. Oh, yeah, so we, that's a, we can't believe that one? We're saying no to the giant squid? Um, oh. <laughs> no, I'm going to say no. Okay. Though, I'll err on the side of course. Even though the Kraken was active. He was yeah. one. The Kraken was active during that period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a very active Kraken period. Mm. Mm. MVP. Um, so no, that was Moby Dick. So what are you doing? Oh, oh, sorry, no, no, here, here, we, here we go with this argument: who was the best, the Kraken <laughs> or Moby Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I believe the Kraken was around, you know, since the Clash of the Titan times. Um, they so. different defense. It was. It's a different <laughs> game. Was different then. You know, you can't compare. <laughs> Like, you know, the defence and offence in that time to, you know, the year, you know, the year of Zeus. I mean, the game has changed. It was a harder game, but it's more refined. Yeah. So I'm going with, we're not believing it's a giant squid. I'm just, we'll just roll on to the next theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. The late Morris K. Jessup, who was in... Out, but... yeah. Kill the fun over here. <laughs> so, well, sorry, but we've got, we've got so many more. We need to move crazy on. Crazy hairbrain <laughs> theories. To All right, through. here we go. Come on, okay. let's go. Let's the late on. Morris K. Jessup, who was involved in the alleged Philadelphia experiment, which we will totally do a oh, podcast yeah. on, uh, suggested the crew was abducted by a UFO. Well, open shut. That's no evidence against that. Alright, lock it up. And yep. what they said that in eighteen sixty. This, this no, this 18- guy is this guy is subsequent. This is uh, in well, this must be post nineteen uh, forty. This must be in like nineteen. Oh yeah, so it's pretty much that. He knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering how many of these podcasts are just, will come to a point where you just go, oh, well, UFOs. Like I just yeah. can't explain anything. UFOs. Just some guy just who just comes in. Oh, you mean like uh, many religions? By- <laughs> I think it was cars. They were hit by cars. Uh, <laughs> um, because God works in mysterious ways. That's why. Right. So what? shut the fuck up. It's, yeah. Shut the fuck up and don't ask questions. Must Thank be, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, okay, next theory. And fine. Oh, sorry. Do we, how do we, do we believe the UFOs? We just... Yes, um, wholeheartedly. Uh, There's nothing against it at this stage. Transformers? I'm yeah. actually it's hoping like, for lizard men somewhere along here. No, sorry, no. No, the next theory is that the, the final theory is that the ship's food or drinking water was contaminated, causing hallucinations or illness. Well, that is that, mm. that, that could happen. That could like, happen. Uh, that's, uh, that's getting just, a little bit more real. That's... <clears throat> 
Hey, Captain, I'm just going to store all this methylated spirits in with our waters. Ah, okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to fucking sleep over here. All right, Captain, sorry. I'm just going to do... I've made brownies for us all. Who wants a brownie? They're really good. I mean, you could... Like, when you're fucked up, you can just reason anything so well. Mm, I'm going to yeah. get off the fucking ship. We'll just get off the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I can't be here right now. We'll get we'll get on the small ship. It's safe. You'll feel so much nicer. I don't know why, sir, but I want to go with him. Uh, we'll get on the small ship and be safe. I just... It's just so angry. It feels so angry. Here. I don't... Uh, the vibe is just all wrong. I th- this little ship... We can all just sit in the little ship. Who wants to get in the little ship? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, um, you know, bad acid trip is probably the best explanation for this. For every episode. But, well, for every yeah, for every <laughs> yes. Phoenix lights, bad acid trip. Albert Usman, bad. It would acid have to trip. be like like a torture to do to somebody though, because I don't know whether you guys have spent any time on ships, but by being on a ship. It's fucking horrible. It's the worst thing in the world. You're going up and down. You feel sick. Like, it's just the worst. To think people save up to do that for a holiday. Yeah, but like on, on the big ships, well, they're, they're, they're so big yeah, yeah. that they absorb the, the motion of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like a little on, bit though on like, like a small ship going know, up the spirit says have you been yeah. on the spirit says yeah. yeah that gets that gets pretty and fucked up it gets worse the higher up you get so if you're dropping serious coin on a cruise you're like yeah, you're, towards you're actually, the pointy end uh, yeah you know? you're h- highest from like the point of gravity on the ship yeah yeah, but, I, look, yeah. I, I don't like to travel via water. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I can. the P&O Mary Celeste, I'm maybe yeah. just going to steer clear. Yeah. Here's the... Uh, the De Gratia actually took and consumed food and water from the Mary Celeste after they left with no, no ill effect. Well, so. well. What is definite, though, is that for the crew of the Mary Celeste to all board one of the smaller crafts would have overloaded it and caused it to capsize. So their fate is not entirely inexplicable. If they did get off the off the ship and got onto one of their small boats, they're ba- they're fucked basically. What a terrifying experience! You know, I, I feel like during the planning phase for say OH and S or any kind of emergency service uh, on, on the ship, you we, you, when they got on you the would ship, take they into went, account the exits the are here <laughs> and yeah. here and here. Okay, so I need to build these fucking emergency escapes for this ship if it ever. I need to make sure that the amount of people that can be on this ship can actually get onto that. It doesn't make sense. There were, right? no, okay, so, is, no, no. so there was multiple boats on there, but only one of them is missing. Okay, so they've got more than one lifeboat, uh, but right. only okay, one is yeah, gone. Yeah. Okay. So right. everyone's looking at it going, well, everyone's obviously piled into that one. Stacks on, and then... It'd be safer if we all pile up. Especially at once. Let's all jump in at once at the same time. Like... Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Bring all your belongings. We're going to need everything. More weight the merrier. Come on, yeah. pack it yeah. on. As one book put it, since, quote, since there was no evidence that the Mary Celeste had suffered any serious damage, uh, sorry, any damage, whatever made the crew abandon her was something they feared had happened or was about to happen, but clearly never did. Like Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been that, right? Yes, yes. It could have been Y2K. Yes. (laughs) 
Why is that funny? No, that's the best. I'm fucking legit that's serious. That's the best yeah. deep dig reference we've had so far. That's really good. The colonel still has his 1999 money hidden in his mattress. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Um, one of the most popular theories is that the Mary Celeste hit a water spout, which is a type of seaborne yeah. tornado. Have you seen photos of these things? It looks... It's, yeah, it's it, yeah. insane. It's like a tornado at sea. So it's like yeah, a water just, tornado. Yes. Yeah. They go, but it goes up. So oh, what I should well, do is probably shoot at it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. Shoot as we've again, yeah. Rising from top 10 to top 5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, shoot a tornado, shoot a water spout. I think that's higher up on the list of things to do. I mean, obviously it's like place appropriate. Like well, harpoon. Yeah. Which harpoon. Yeah. 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 Harpoon. 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 Um, he was fearless. He harpooned a water spout. The phenomenon of water spouts would have had a similar impact to that of a storm and may have caused a panic crew to think they were going to sink. So that, that's, a, that's a, a theory that's been kicking around for a long time and it was really popular in the 70s and 80s when the people were still writing about this. Yeah, and so it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, I mean... But, the thing, so I'm trying to get my head around. If it obviously didn't hit it. No, well, it would. It would beat it up. So, uh, it would have a similar impact to that of a storm. And we, I think earlier on we said that, that some of the uh, sails were torn and it looked like there's a little bit of damage and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. So, no, no, it, but maybe grazed it like close enough that it's like kind of really. Yeah. Okay. So what's the point where you're on a ship and there's a water spout and it's really fucking close? Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting closer. At what point do you go? Nah, fuck it, in the lifeboat. Yeah. And then I'll go, ah, oh, this will be fine. We'll just go stay on the ship. It'll be, well, it won't be a problem. And even more probably terrifying is that you're on a vehicle that's driven by the thing that's getting totally <laughs> fucked up in <laughs> yes. wind. So Wait, It's like flying a plane into a tornado. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's... Except that you're dependent on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can't land. You, you can't just have no your land. own power. Like, oh, we'll just hang a quick right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this theory, I think, is is got some merit to it. There's no yeah. evidence to back it up, but the idea of it is interesting. Mm. That you would go, okay, there's a water spout. It's really f- fucking close to hitting the ship. We need to get the fuck out of here. I mean, it kind of accounts for that uneaten dust. Like, I... Yes, I yeah. Although, to be fair, though, do you go... When you're in that situation, do you go, well, actually, we're probably safer in the big boat. Maybe we don't jump in the little boat. Yeah, we, yeah that's a very good point. It's I not feel like, like, not I, like I, you're I, throwing the big boat to a beast that will eat at and be sated and just move on. Like, <laughs> you know what? Know, like, uh, I feel spout like is <laughs> spout has eaten. If there's a giant boat, right, and a really small boat, and you're in the middle of a fucking water spout, I would be thinking to myself, well, if I hold on to the bigger piece of wood then I can yeah, yeah. float better, right? Yeah. You're not going right, to jump onto a smaller mm, fucking right, boat. Mm. Let's throw the water spout theory into the bin. It almost happened too. I, I was, yeah, I was there. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's that thing. In 1913, so what are we, it was 1872, the ship, so yeah. we're a few years later. In 1913, successful fiction publication, The Strand Magazine, invited its contributors and readers to, quote, solve the mystery of the Mary Celeste. So basically, just like open comment section. Yeah. Like yeah, we're going to publish comment section. We will publish all of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, among among the many responses was a letter from a London headmaster named Mr. A. Howard Linford, who claimed to have found an account of the fate of the Mary Celeste among the papers bequeathed to him 
by an old servant named Albert Foster. When something is bequeathed to you, you know it's serious. It's right? fucking you know cool. It's legit. It's, yeah. I, I just want to preface this by I have not heard a word of this. I already believe it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in, it's, I'm yeah. in. Well, you've be, you've been bequeathed the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fosdyke's papers claimed he had been forced to flee the US in a hurry for reasons unknown, and being a friend of Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, Fosdyke had joined the crew at, of the Mary Celeste at the last minute. In the early stages of the voyage, Briggs had one of the crew members build a special deck so his daughter and wife could better view the sea. Like a special daughter-wife deck? Yeah. Mm. Now, oh, look... You know where they can view the sea best? Overboard. On a That's boat. That's where. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know where you can see the sea from? On a boat. Like, all of the boat. You can see the sea. No, I'm but... just going to throw that out there. I'm just going to... Back, back, back in these times, though, you, you would want to protect your wife and daughter from seeing the regular crewmen no. who, are, who are working aboard the boat. But you, I, you want, no, you want no, them just to experience the sea. No, no, no. It's like building a sidecar on your actual car. So it's like what overhanging... It's I, yeah. It's a it's second a, deck. It's a special deck to better see the ocean. Where's it got to be? Where's it going to be? Well, I thought higher, but mm. well, it depends on the boat. I mean, like you could build it anywhere, right? Mm. Like, I mean, like, uh, uh, is it like yachts that have like the two carriages? You know, so like the two main parts, and there's that bit in the part, and then they <laughs> lean. <laughs> you know how they lean? You know, like they lean over and. Yeah, part yeah. of it pops up and part of it doesn't yeah. it's, it's a fucking it's witchcraft basically <laughs> it's seeing witchcraft what they do I didn't think about it going up I just thought about it being like sort of a bit over the side like yeah here, you can see the ocean better here if you go I, up, I kind of imagine it's like it. a crow's nest kind of isn't it but like oh you wouldn't put your wife and, and daughter up in the crow's no, nest no no it's too high so it's like a, you're saying like a like a up the mast a little well, bit well I, I was thinking like so up the back, yeah. You oh. know how it's like a bit more <laughs> what, like where, the, where the wheel is. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, what so like, 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 like we're talking, we're we're talking a roped off area. The sound system of the ship is Yo, dog, awesome. yo, yeah, dog, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know you like oh, to yeah. view yeah. the yeah. sea you on ships. That, you know that just... bit where you see the whole ocean and steer from? What if you had another bit you could see the ocean <laughs> from right near that? Plus we put a ship on your ship. Fuzzy dice. Yeah, just... <laughs> like you know it's a wife and daughter area you walk in there you're like VIP mm. mm, this this for my family. muffins yeah <laughs> Fosda alright yeah let's <laughs> cut yeah okay on half the, eaten dust actually, muffins it's, actually it says here in the ne- it says here in the next bit on the special deck were muffins yeah, yeah. yeah. I fucking told yeah. you Fosdyke claimed that a quote uh, light hearted <laughs> dispute began among the crew about how well a man could swim fully clothed. Mm. It was decided a swimming race would be had between Briggs and a crew member once around the vessel. Two men swapped clothes to make it fairer, apparently, and the race was on. <laughs> the, majority of the, the majority of the crew stood upon the specially built deck to watch. So... Yes, the, yes. This is the captain and, like... Captain and just one of the crew guys. Like okay, one of the crew members, yep. immediately, like whoever this crew guy is is an idiot because you any seafaring movie captain has got kick-ass coat like massive pants and vests and 
And like you're wearing rags as the crew. Oh yeah, is it? Oh yeah, we'll just swap clothes so it's uh, just way more fair. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's a ragged shirt or singlet, and that's is, is it. this and woolen? Like I can't uh, lose the cotton. You have me killed. Uh, lead pockets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lads. I know we've had a lot of ups and downs on our ship. No, we had a lot of. Freak accidents, mistakes, water spouts, fucking uh, krakens. But let's all take part in this race. Let's take our clothes off, swim around the ship. Everything will be fine. Let's all have a great time. All right? Let's go. Great. Uh, as captain, I'm going to race Jimmy the cabin boy around the ship and make him wear my clothes. <laughs> In the interest of fairness. In the interest of fairness. <laughs> I feel like... Side bet, 10 bucks as he drowns. Did anyone take, take me on this? I'll go with <laughs> I feel like he was probably... 20 more. bucks I win, and side bet he drowns He was drowns probably more well. drunk than that. He was like, all right, okay, $20 this year. He's going to put me out on, and then we all go swim around the ship. This is ultimate... A drunken bet. Yeah, yeah. Drunken yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It but sounds like a drunken bet. It sounds bet. like there was obviously anger there for it to escalate the point where they're arguing switching clothes. Like, I can fucking swim faster than you. I can swim faster in your fucking clothes. Yeah. Well, we're actually going to do it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Why else are they going to do it unless it's come? Someone's raised it in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. I think there's an actual issue here with weight ratios, sir. Uh, you know, I think your clothing maybe. Well, you know, well, like, we've actually got the same type of shoes on, so I don't think yeah. we should swap. Uh, I, I think they're probably about the same there. Uh, and <laughs> everything in the clothing. Sorry, just sort of side note: clothing in those days, pretty much everything was made out of wool or yeah, like a really yeah. heavy kind of cotton or something. Or, well, it was definitely I more just, scratchy than our current yes, materials. Yes. I think most people people mostly mostly wore hessian bags. I think was the fashion of the time, mm. Mm. Um, or just like cats and like so scraped into a pile. The one thing was. <laughs> One thing that is so quite believable about this, beside from the cats in a pile, is that you could possibly have a debate about being able to swim in heavy as fuck clothing. Uh, and two, I imagine life at sea is pretty fucking boring as but, well. But, I mean, like, these are probably some gigs. hard dudes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you don't just, like, that's not a first job kind of shit. Like, you, you're doing that from 14... Oh uh, yeah, you've been living on a boat for Yeah, when like out. eight yeah, of your siblings yeah. have died and you're the only one who's <laughs> yeah. like breadwinning for your legless aunt who raised you. Yeah, so what's a bit of like what's a bit of fully clothed swimming around a boat? It's fucking nothing. Like, that that is a good day. Yeah. <laughs> legless aunt. Uh, okay, so the race was on, the majority of the crew stood upon the specially built deck to watch. Suddenly, one of the swimmers was attacked by a shark. Fuck. Fucking shark attack! Bam. Uh, well, yeah, well, you can't even walk out the street these days without that. The rest of the crew ran to the special deck, causing it to collapse under the extra weight. It's not so special. <laughs> <laughs> this deck was poorly filled. We should have fought this through more. We're gonna need a bigger deck. There was nothing special. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was thrown into the sea, and a shark feeding frenzy ensued. Oh God! Oh, Amid the confusion, more sharks had gathered. Yeah, amid the confusion of the shark frenzy, more sharks gathered. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> that's, uh, a really, that's a really sorry. bad situation. Yeah. yeah, or a badly written sentence. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why is it that, like, you're on a giant boat and there's one shark and it's, like, fucking up one guy and you're like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Let's all get in the water, gather more <laughs> sharks, where. I don't know why, but I just. I'm gonna follow what that guy says. <laughs> right? 
You know what? There's lots of sharks in the water. I just want to get off the boat. I want to be more. I want to be so nice down there. I want to be more precariously placed on the boat. That's not even biting. It's little kisses. Just a little bit of kisses. Little shark kisses. So little nibbles, every little nibbles. This one guy. Ah, was sir, it's nibbling. It's love nibbling stuff. off my fucking leg right now. Uh, uh, Johnson, could you just relax? Just, just leave it. Just. Um, You're still on the boat. Johnson. Have you tried asking it to not nib- nibble your leg? <laughs> Try to understand how it's feeling. Every, oh. Everyone was killed except Fosdyke, who had landed on a section of the broken deck. But unfortunately, the Mary Celeste had floated away and Fosdyke was unable to return to it. Jeez. So Fosdyke was the... Captain. No, no, he, he was First like la- last minute on the boat. As oh, the last yeah, minute yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew okay. the captain, that was how he got him. Right. He floated for several days before washing ashore on the coast of Africa. Fearful of the reaction to his outlandish story, he kept his mouth shut with his story only revealed after his death. Fair enough. After his death? So we, we believe. We, can you believe it? You on board? I, I can believe that one thing about like if it's if it's something that's actually pretty mental. Okay. Hang on a sec. Let me break it down to you this way. Yeah. They all stood on a special deck, fell into the ocean, and everyone was eaten by sharks yeah. except for that dude. And okay. I didn't tell my story until after. And I day. just didn't want to tell. I didn't tell anyone about that. Yeah. Mm. Boom, boom. I'm, but I'm, I mean, yeah, what, no. The, just let me okay. yeah, digest this yeah, slightly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Like a shark. Wouldn't, wouldn't the reaction just be exa- like for anything? Like why you're the only guy here? Like there's no, yeah. there's no evidence of foul play. There, no, no, there, there isn't. Um, let me just read this next bit. Fosdyke's story was quickly debunked, despite the Strand magazine running it as fact. Mm. Fosdyke's name was nowhere in the ship's records, and he's, although he claimed to be late, you know, last minute edition. Oh, right. But, so, right, so he's just, just, just the guy that claimed to be on the you, ship you just, the whole like, time. You throw me the ultimate curveball, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more. And his claims about the size of the ship were way off. He also claimed the crew were English, when in fact they were mostly Germans and Americans. His story story also failed to explain the missing boat, the papers, and the navigation instruments, so the sextant and the uh, chronometer. There was also no evidence on the ship of a special deck being built anywhere on there or collapsed. Alright, so yeah, you just... You're just putting shit in for the hell of it. Yeah. What, this, what, this is what, isn't that like, what this podcast is all about? Just putting no. shit in there for the hell of it. Uh, Fosdyke died no. on the way back to his home planet. I don't think I need to remind you that this podcast is is about finding that truth in there. And you know? if you're yeah, I'm uh, knowingly putting lies in there, I just have no faith in yeah. this system. I'm sorry. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Okay, no, to be fair, alright, so this story was published as true. So yeah. in the um, in the progression of the story, as I'm, in the narrative, as I'm telling it, this was considered true at that time, right until the point where it's debunked immediately after. Yeah. So, so the, 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 yeah. laying out the theories... So for like 20 minutes it was a real story. The, yeah. the, the story itself <laughs> exactly. was... For 20 minutes of this podcast <laughs> it was a real story. So the, the story itself was spread by journalists. 
It, it was published in the Strand magazine, which was, published. was was a fictional magazine. They ran. Fiction. Oh, it was a fictional they magazine. They had it. They. Oh, right. okay. yeah. no, I mean, so that's that's probably your biggest giveaway. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, so let's go, yeah, let's go yeah, back yeah. a sec. Okay. So they they say we're going to run a competition. Yeah, yeah. We're going to solve yeah, okay. the case of the Mary Yeah. This letter comes in just as it is. Yeah. And they publish it as it is, and people go for a short amount of time go holy shit that sounds legit maybe that actually happened you know what sometimes I'm just amazed by the incredible marketing from these old timey like newspapers or like old timey films and stuff like that they're, they're this, just yeah, there's this is... brilliant marketing schemes imagine like you know the dude you know the, the kid on the corner saying you know extra extra Mary Celeste mystery solved yeah you yeah know, yeah. Whole crew a- eaten a- by sharks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Asterix is just a Turns out with a water spout! Yes. <laughs> Aliens in a water spout with the Kraken. <laughs> in cahoots yeah. with the Kraken, they were. Yeah. Look, I, I imagine they ran that and they didn't hide the fact that it was fiction or know that it was fiction much to, to start oh, with. Oh, come on now. Ash, um, they yeah. totally knew it was fiction. If it's. Um, if, yeah, if, if that's all they do is fiction. It's like coming across like the onion article. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> must be the one I'm onion actually, article that's true. I'm actually not going to sit here and allow you to defend the journalistic integrity of like of newspapers from that time. It's no, but it's just it's just a a, a, a paper that ran, runs fiction stuff, and they just happened to have this one in there, and it looked legit. So anyway, look. Uh, about ten years after Fosdyke's fake tale. An Irish writer named Lawrence J. Keating came forward claiming to have spoken with a survivor of the Mary Celeste named John Pemberton. Mm. Mm. Ship log? Ship log? Now, Pemberton Pemberton claimed to have been the ship's cook for two years, including on the fateful voyage. He's the the fucking Steven Seagal. Everybody died. I was I was the only man left. The only thing I had to tap a kraken was my fucking kitchen knife. I just really hope there's a Playboy saying the the (laughs) So she burst out of this giant cake, right? That they'd had on the special deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Tommy Lee Jones rocks up. (laughs) On the special deck. Yes. (laughs) Now according to the story Pemberton wasn't the only man not listed on the official crew so he wasn't in the logbook as well mm-hmm. Pemberton claimed Briggs had realised he was short handed just prior to departure and added a man named Hullock to the ship <laughs> uh, it's no. just me uh, Hullock <laughs> just kind of realised that it's only me on here um, <laughs> you wife child uh... <laughs> yeah, I, can do, I can do a lot of work on the ship oh you what's your name yeah. uh, Hullock sir get on board how do you feel about fish weirs? <laughs> Can you spot a fish weir if it's in the way of your ship? Right, you're on board. Have you ever set a ship on fire? No? Oh, good. We are on board. The one guy who's tripping is just like walking around the door. Wow, that ship looks like such a great... Oh, come. Oh, come. Oh, just come on now. I don't even need a bag. Sure are a lot of weird hippies getting on board this ship. <laughs> MD was just rife in those days. <laughs> now, Pemberton, Pemberton claimed that Hullock had a history with Briggs's wife. Whoa, salacious! Saying Hullock had once proposed, but she had chosen Briggs instead. Oh, savage. Because that's the dude you want on your ship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one day into the voyage, 
Pemberton said that Briggs' wife was playing piano in her cabin. And mm-hmm. sexually, I might yeah, add. Yes. I believe it did stick. It's the only thing I know. <laughs> Briggs' wife was playing piano in her cabin when a rough sea shook the huge instrument free of its shackles. Briggs' wife was... Which was pretty fucking easy because it was a fucking piano on a ship. <laughs> Briggs' wife was crushed to death by the piano. Whoa. Wow. Briggs was distraught and blamed Hullick for sabotaging the lines securing the piano. You know what? Hullick always struck me as a little bit... Well, a little bit of a saboteur. Yeah. Mad with grief, the captain ordered Hullick thrown overboard. Wow. You know, <laughs> you know who it was? The Riffians. <laughs> Just not about this whole touchy-feely piano action. All rock, all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be more rock as if this piano killed someone. No more ballads. <laughs> Fuck the ballads. <laughs> so the captain ordered Hullock thrown overboard. The rest of the crew talked him down and instead he threw the piano into the sea. <laughs> Compromise. I just, uh, I just want to stop you there and just sort of say that would be a fucking great scene in a film. Uh, we're just like, where they're trying to talk. Right, no, no, fuck you guys. I'm gonna fucking throw this motherfucker off the ship. He's done. He fucking he killed my wife. But uh, ca- Captain, was it his fault or, or was it the piano's fault? Oh fucking goddammit, All right. What if the piano? Wait, him? No, no. The okay, piano was possessed by Satan. And just rammed your wife against the like, just again but and again, it, like just smushed her it, it, against the wall. It was a thing because that, that of Satan. He, he was maybe engaged to her or something. I don't no, know. no, 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 no. He, I, I no, feel like I it could have been. No, no, no. I didn't do it. It was the satanic piano. Steinway's been out to get me since the start. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> sure if you move the letters around in Steinway, it spells Satan. That's it. I'm sold. Right. Throw the motherfucker overboard. Throw the piano overboard. Damn you, Yamaha! <laughs> Yamaha overboard! <laughs> Yamaha overboard! <laughs> Later that night, Briggs disappeared. Hullock told the rest of the crew that, quote, Briggs went after the piano. Yeah, he just went looking for it. My baby! <laughs> the piano was actually worth a lot of money! <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I suspect that Briggs was forcefully put into the water. Well, hey, look, that you can draw that conclusion if you wish. Uh, Pemberton also claimed that Briggs was in cahoots with the De Gracia's captain Morehouse. Well, that's between not that, yeah. Briggs's disappearance and the rendezvous with the De Gracia, another sailor was lost overboard in a drunken brawl. Two more absconded with the ship's lifeboat, and three more fled in another boat for fear of being accused of mutiny. So, by the time the two ships met, only Pemberton and three of Morehouse's own men remained. But wasn't there only one boat going? There was only one boat. Uh, yes, that's a good point. But yes, and another one. They fled another uh, boat. Old, old detective. detective uh, uh, and that man. Fucking uh, Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. I was just being crunching the numbers a little. <laughs> just crunching the numbers. Uh, if there was one boat, and then yeah. Matt said there was, and one. then a, wait, and then another wait, wait, boat. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. No, one, I got, I got this. I got this. One, five. That's like twenty-eight boats. <laughs> twenty-eight boats. No one said anything about twenty-eight boats, maybe. <laughs> twenty-eight boats. <laughs> 
the New the, the New York the New York Herald Tribune published the Pemberton story in 1926, and for many years it was held as truth. And 28 votes. Mary Celeste. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 28 votes. And then Ashley Judd. And then other publications. So we're this is the, we're at the we're at the point where the, we you can believe it here, right? This is held as truth until this point. Until this is the bit where I spoil it, right? You ready? You ready? Other publications then tried to track down Pemberton and test his story. Eventually, it was his story was published in a book called The Great Mary Celeste Hoax. Uh, Pemberton, like Fosdyke. That was the bit where he ruined it. Yeah. There, I think <laughs> calling it a hoax was my great mistake. <laughs> uh, if I did it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh. Wow. Too soon since the Netflix special. Pemberton, like Fosdyke, had gotten many basic details wrong, including the spelling of the ship's name, its cargo, and the names of the other crew members. He only even like included uh, mentioned about one special deck. Not, not yeah, two. yeah, it didn't mention the the muffins either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're talking double decks. Uh, we're talking gold plated top deck special top deck gold plated <laughs> muffins. <clears throat> so what really happened? I hear you ask. No, uh, I didn't. An hour, uh, an hour into this conversation. No, 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 I no? didn't. Um, no, sorry. Okay. Well, and good night. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, I believe you should just lay, lay it. You've been ask the question. Me. Ask the yeah. question. Can you believe it? Um, or, or what really happened? Uh, to me, what, to, I, to, I, to I, me first. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Cool. Do you, before we hear the next bit, ask, yeah. you want to ask yeah. the colonel? Can you believe it, colonel? Predict the ending. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Who can predict where this one's going to go? Um, I'm just going to say, fucking everyone fucking fell off. <laughs> everyone fell off. There was a fucking sh- It was a storm. So it's only 15 centimetres of water in the... It, 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 there was a storm and everyone fell and off. everybody fell off the fucking like boat. boat. Okay. No, that's cool. It's, it's not I, out of the realms of, no, resp- of, of, of possibility. I'm not going to question that. It's great. There's no Shut hole the in that. Shut the fuck so up. It's great. Okay. Actually, it, it, it can totally happen. In my mind... They ripped up all the guard railing to build the special deck at sea. <laughs> and there was no guard yeah. railing to, to, to protect them. So they, they found the ship the that was boat. listing. That's good. Hello. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, like, really I, like, I like that our theories kind of uh, uh, yeah. meld together. I like that. Truthfully, I'm actually just waiting for Doc to read the end of it. And tell us that, that, that was stupid. Well, it turns out that it was actually uh, fucking alien. So... so so it, shut up. It was a water spout. Good night. Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle has since been redrawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best theory so far. Yeah. It's, it's just, it moves yeah. in mysterious ways. Uh, moving the goalposts. Okay. So Come what, on, Doc, what really yeah. happened? The suspense is killing it. In 2006, scientists did an experiment focused on the highly volatile cargo. They built a replica of the hold of the Mary Celeste and used butane gas to simulate alcohol leaking from the ship's cargo. Lighting the gas caused a huge ball of flame to burst, blast upwards in a, quote, pressure wave type of explosion. So it would just blow out. Like, it just... So it just fucking... So fucking Alec Baldwin fucking backdrafted and... Yeah. And fucking burnt them all. Yeah. So the replica barrels they had in this, in the, mm. in this replica, which were actually made of paper were left untouched, as was the replica cargo hold. 
How the fuck? So it's like invisible. No, it's, it's burning it's, the it's gas like, in the air. It's burning the gas and in yeah, the yeah. air. Only the gas in the air. Yeah, so Doctor backdraft shit. So, but Kurt uh, Russell again. So, Doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Kurt Russell, yet again. Doctor Andrea Seller, who conducted the experiment for a documentary on the Mary Celeste, said, "Quote: The explosion would have been enough to blow open the hatches, which was mentioned previously, yeah. and would have been completely terrifying for everyone on board." End quote. And so they would have terrifying, as in they were burnt alive, and or they jumped on board. I would think that it blows like flames out, hatches blow. And everyone's just like, oh, I'm glad I'm wearing the brown pants today. Yeah. So let's get in a fucking boat. Of after course. I, yeah. After I no, change my pants. Yeah. Totally. They're fucking idiots. Like the, this is a thing of the time. There's an explosion on the boat. Obviously get the fuck out. Yeah. Get the fuck off the boat. Don't, uh, don't ask done. questions. Yeah. yeah. It was noted that 300 gallons of alcohol had leaked when the De Gracia uh, found the Mary Celeste and that nine barrels were completely empty. It's possible that a single spark from a sailor's pipe could have triggered an explosion that blew open the hatches yet left the ship relatively unscathed, in turn leading to an evacuation of the ship. Wow. I think that's that's fantastic that we've actually just solved that whole mystery forever tonight. Well, well there was science, motherfucker. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I, I, I congratulate you yeah. that you've just, you've solved it. Uh, no, right? I didn't. There's scientists in 2006. Oh, so we're just telling yeah. a story about it. You, yeah. You, did, you didn't, actually didn't do I anything. didn't actually do this experiment myself. Okay. Right. Um, it was also pointed out that even the strong smell of alcohol uh, could have been enough for the, smellers to have been, for the sailors to have been concerned about their welfare, welfare and the possibility of an explosion, forcing them to open hatches to air out the hold and even temporarily get off the ship to let it air out. Where misfortune then befell them. That that makes more sense because that's pretty good. If you're bailing out, you sort of take the time to take like three boats. But if you're just going off for like a little bit, well, it like you tow yourself yeah, behind like, while it airs out. Let it air out a bit, and we'll just <clears throat> yeah, it's totally safe. <clears throat> yep. We'll just be hanging out in one boat. It'll be a great time. Oh, it's just, it's so I feel nice like I would be <laughs> I would be the last guy to go. Yeah, I'll just we'll. Look, our main ship is over here, but let's hop in this like little boat and tow behind it with just a piece of rope connecting us. That's a really yeah. bad. Well, goddammit, if we had to finish the special deck, we could have stood <laughs> up there. There was a lot more air up there. <laughs> and ocean views. Yes, and muffins. Here's you wanting to keep the safety deck the whole time. <laughs> safety deck. <laughs> <laughs> Rebranded. Yeah, yeah. So much safer up there. No one will ever fall off into the shark's mouth. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, there's, so there's a big theory. So here's the little postscript. The Mary Celeste eventually returned to New York in September 1873, almost a year after she departed on her fateful voyage. She was left to rot until purchased by a consortium and put back to work. So someone sailed it back. Uh, after that? Yeah. Somebody fucking yep. sailed that... That boat. So it was still. That. So when they when they found it, as they they said they know it was still in good enough shape. They could yeah, have yeah. salvaged it around the world. So that's that's the big thing about it. Like this shit's not mean, fucked. Just the you mental, can still you know sail it. The mental thing everywhere. of a year after this crazy because I mean right then you're not thinking about gases exploding. It's no, like you just think this shit's fucking cursed. This is obviously a fucking Kraken magnet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kraken magnet. We should rename it. Yeah. Kraken magnet. That's a great name for a band. 
Yes, it is. Cracking yes, magnets. it is. Um, over the next six years, she regularly lost money as a working ship. Another captain fell ill and died while in charge of the Mary Celeste. She was sold again and again and uh, and again and again and finally ended up in the hands of Gilman C. Parker. Now, in 1884, so uh, uh, was that two years after, Parker conspired with some other men and filled the Mary Celeste with a largely worthless cargo, which they wrote up on the manifest as being extremely valuable goods. They insured the ship and its cargo for US $30,000, which is... Eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars today, and then sold the story to fucking Donahue or like someone, some some talk show, right? No, no. <laughs> set out for sale for Port Au Prince in Haiti. As they approached the island, Parker deliberately ran the ship into a reef and sank it. Yeah. He and his crew made it to shore and sold what they could salvage for five hundred bucks. Cursed it was. Heading off to claim the insurance. Now, if ever you're going to run an insurance scam on a ship. I think, you know, the the cursed ship. That's yeah. a pretty good one. That's yeah, that'll get yeah. you across the line, That's it? like uh well we're gonna have the insurance assessor down, so um as soon as I hand him this piece of paper telling him that it's the Mary Celeste, he's gonna sign everything over and everything's gonna be hunky dory, I'm gonna collect the cash yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, the, the insurer rocks up on the first day, so tell me about what happened to the ship. Uh it's the Mary Celeste. Oh fuck, alright, oh, well fuck. yeah, yeah. you just sign this. And I'm we'll just, give you uh, 800000 I'm actually just going to put a bunch of zeros here and you put a number in front of it. Just <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. I'll write a number and you write the number of zeros. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah, owner of cursed ship that's run aground. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty good scam. But they were found out and charged with conspiracy to commit insurance fraud and a crime no- known as barratry. Barratry? Which is basically, quote... An act of gross misconduct committed by a master or crew of a vessel which damages the vessel or its cargo. So, barratry is basically the equivalent of a law that says you can't deliberately crash your car. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, the punish, punishment for barratry uh, was the death penalty. Um, well. Yeah. So, just all the way. Yeah, there's no half measures with this. There's a, you know, ranking it up there with murder and that kind of stuff is apparently just deliberately fucking up a boat is equ- equivalent of murder. I absolutely believe that because... <laughs> of course um, you do. No, well, uh, back in those times, uh, the, uh, a boat was akin to a million dollars and it was the most important uh, asset that you had as a company. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Parker and his crew went to court, and the jury on the conspiracy case couldn't reach a verdict. But rather rather than ordering an expensive trial, the judge negotiated an arrangement where, uh, whereby the defendants withdrew their insurance claims and repaid all they had received. The barratry, tri- ch- barratry charge against Parker was struck out, and he was released. But with his reputation in tatters, he died in poverty three months after his release. Another of his co-defendants from on board the Mary Celeste was said to have gone mad while another committed suicide. Jesus. One author observed that, quote, if the court of man could not punish these men, then the curse that had bedeviled the ship since her first skipper, Robert McClellan, had died on her maiden voyage could reach beyond the vessel's watery grave and exact its own terrible retribution. Lightning! (laughs) (laughs) On your doorstep. (laughs) One final footnote in the history of the Mary Celeste. On May 16, 1873, so about, what's that, 
a year, six months. Uh, oh, sorry, mm. six. I've written it next. Duh. Six months <laughs> after the Mary Celeste voyage, two rafts were found by fishermen near Madrid in two, Spain. Two mysterious rafts. One of the rafts had a corpse tied to it and was flying an American flag. The second raft had five decomposing bodies on it. Well, Curious, and was flying a French flag? Curiously, the matter was never investigated. Why would that not be something that you immediately go, okay, let's get to the bottom of this? It was a different time. Maybe rafts just Oh, we see this shit all the time. Just these, like, oh, little... There's, like, there's another raft with, like, five dead bodies. Yeah. I don't fuck it. I got, like, bread to make. I don't, know, I don't care. <laughs> I've got bread to make. <laughs> So that's uh, um, oh, this is just the worst time for this I'm raft in the middle to be here. I'm in the middle of baking. Why are we interviewing a baker about this? <laughs> Why does the ship salvage? <laughs> we really should. This should be. We should have thought, thought this, this story through. Do you think we should get a ship investigator who's not a baker? <laughs> Anyone? No. I uh, just well, look. You know, working two jobs, he's busy a lot. I'm just. Yeah. Just but if, even just if it's like one solitary loaf it's like you're talking about 20 minutes of work and then you're like hanging out for four hours yeah there's, there's room for ship investigation yeah, yeah. I, I might just poke around that yeah. raft <laughs> so uh, that's the story of the Mary Celeste there we go that's it yeah um I actually I, th- oh, I thought there was more to it there's more to it. There's more pretty, to it. We, we covered UFOs, we covered water spouts, the fucking Kraken was in there. Yeah, but there was all, it was all... Kurt Russell made an appearance in the backdraft. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was all unsubstantiated stuff, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was oh, all... As opposed to Albert Osterman's story. I mean, this is the thing about... This whole podcast is going to be people just saying shit, making up crazy. I won't have you. I won't have you say a fucking bad word about Albert, about Albie. I won't have it. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is we're deep, we're we're dipping into realms where people just kind of throw. They just kind of spitball ideas. Yeah. Well. So okay. we we what's spat, what's is that yeah. grabbing you? Anyone hey, sticking you on that, your wall? Like, yeah. What about a spat? What about a water spout? Can I get well, a Kraken? Can I spitball a Kraken? A spout Wait, deck. Can I spit what, who wants a spout deck? Safety deck. Do I hear a safety deck? Anyone? Sharks with a safety deck. What I really want in is... In the conservatory. With Colonel Mustard. With the Macaulay Pipe. Can we pipe. build a crow's nest to put this fucking piano on? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, so we do right. like final verdicts now because... Oh, look, I, I, I really like the exploding... Gas off the metho kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm going to go with the scientifically correct Matt Neal answer and say that. They got freaked out. They were like, look, the, the power of Jesus compels us. <clears throat> Get the fuck off the boat. Yeah. And the yeah. worst bit that I'm just realizing now, if that whole raft thing is. Mm. So there's five decomposing mm-hmm. bodies on one and one dude. So he's just hanging out with dead bodies, most likely the last to die. Yeah, but also, so we're going to have six people there. There's ten on the ship to start with. Before, so. before, before. Hey, yeah. hey, so, hey, hey before, who's hungry? A little <laughs> bit of dusty human. <laughs> before I answer, <laughs> so um, dust. before I answer, can I just get a, uh, just a, a recollection again? It was just ten people on board ten when they on left. Board. Some versions had 11 or 12. Okay, so my final answer, and I believe it is the correct one, I don't give a fuck what you dumb motherfuckers think, (laughs) is that 
A fucking <laughs> storm hit the fucking boat and they all went overboard. So you're sticking with your everyone fell off. Theory. Everyone, but everyone fell off. Theory. Fell the fuck off <laughs> this boat. Oh, I got the vertical. I'm struck <laughs> down. Oh, I got the wobbles. I don't think you understand how fucking easy it is to fall off the boat. The fucking wave hit those boats, man. Everybody that was sitting on top of that boat would be in the water. Right. They're not tied on. They're not safety netted. All those, Ten. all that shit doesn't exist. It. Like, I feel like no, we're okay. getting into like therapy. This, like, yeah, you had a bad time on a boat. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> There's. Okay, there's ten people on the boat. I, I don't object. I don't object to the idea that people fell off boats. People still fucking fall off boats. Yeah, all the fine. fuckers fall off. Come out fishing with me. You fall off a boat too. Yeah, I know. That's why Did I go guys fishing with you. Hear about the spirit of Tasmania? Like two hundred people all overboard. Fell off simultaneously. Found an empty yeah. spirit of <laughs> Tasmania. <laughs> Cruised that's into they, Devonport, docked itself. That's why they called it the spirit of Tasmania. It's full of spirit. They'd actually pieced it together from previous spirits of Tasmania that they were made a fucking boat out of. I mean, you go on and you know that this it's is It's essentially just... a fucking Franken-ghost boat. And they fucking they, they put it together out of fucking busted up boats and they took it out in the ocean and a storm hit it and they all fucking fell off and that's the end of the story. You, you can sure. just tell it's like one of those old houses and they just add more things onto it. So like one special mm. deck, two... So all of a sudden you've got yeah. a working ferry. It's, it's basically <laughs> the spirit of Tasmania. And, 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 and it also has a yogurt machine. <laughs> the yogurt machine is cursed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'd actually crush a woman in the 1940s. So yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, wrap, wrap this one up by saying that I think my next band is going to be called Franken Ghost Boat. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll um, yeah, there'll be sources and stuff posted, and um, you can decide for yourself. Choose your own ending to the Mary Celeste. Kraken Magnet. Kraken Magnet. That was the name. Of the that was the name. Trying to do it. Yeah. Kraken Magnet. Kraken Magnet and Franken Ghost Boat. There we go. <laughs> Franken goes right. to airboats. Alright, now and now up some music from Kraken Magnet with a new tune from their album, Franken Ghost Boat. <laughs> Pluck them off.